this is Tom Pacello with the Evolvers podcast. And today I'm pleased to interview Dan Sixsmith. He's well known for his Sales is King podcast and consultancy, helping sales professionals change their mindset, aim higher, perform better, and achieve their goals. I've had the pleasure of working with Dan over the past eight years. Now at Mediafly, a leading sales enablement firm, but originally at Alinean, developer of value-focused messaging and interactive sales tools. He's been a top performer for these organizations almost every year, and I'm so excited for him to share his winning ways with us today. Dan, I, I know you've had quite an evolution in your career, and you're truly the definition of what we call an evolver. Uh, can you tell us how you got started in your career? Yeah, sure, Tom. Great to be here, and, and thank you, and congratulations on this podcast. So, yeah, I started out in sales long ago uh, in the uh, late 80s and 90s. I started out in the manufacturing space, actually in the textile industry, selling into garment manufacturers, and um, certainly it was a great experience. I had a great training program with a company called Milliken, and they were actually talking about things way back when about value selling and how to sell, um, which was really amazing. But in, in was, the garments, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the, the quality and yeah. buying a, a quality, you know, versus the actual selling price. And uh, but it was great. And I spent um, 20 years in that industry. And I tell people the first 10 years were great. And the second 10 were a nightmare because. <laughs> The industry started to unravel and all of the business started to go to Asia because uh, companies were scrambling to go to low cost countries. So it was um, a great experience actually in selling in a real cutthroat shrinking market. And it really taught me in those second 10 years how to really, really sell, um, <laughs> you know, when the stakes are high and, and when it's when it's survival. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was and, it was very good experience. And then you changed industries completely. So the garment industry changes your, you know, the whole business really dries up to where mm -hmm. sellers are almost not needed because the whole industry commoditized, which we see happen in some consumer mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. And then you went to uh, an agency in New York. Is that correct? Yeah. So I had been trying to get out of textiles for a while and I was networking because I could see that the... Uh, the plank was getting short. And um, I wound up uh, getting connected with the CEO of a, of, a, of a young interactive marketing agency called Indelible Media. And it was a total career shift at age 42 um, to really learn a whole new way of selling, uh, you know, moving from something as simple as selling fabrics in different colors to now shifting to talking about strategy and creative and websites and and social media um and media strategy and um you know interactive uh videos and things mm -hmm. of that sort so it was a real um complete pivot uh i have to thank the you know the guys there really taught me on the fly and i leveraged a lot of my connections and uh, was really able to kind of uh, pivot you know, at that point in my career and start selling a whole different type of more consultative. Yeah. And you were selling solution. something that was intangible and that really had to be right. customized and designed. So mm -hmm. you move from being able to show someone fabrics and get them to touch it and feel it and um, to now something that was intangible and mm -hmm. you had to be very consultative with it. And then finally you moved over to, to B2B sales enablement mm -hmm. and value selling. Mm -hmm. 
So, which is what I want to talk to you about yeah. today, which yeah. you know, we see from all the researchers, whether it's CSO Insights, Forrester, Gartner, Serious Decisions, sellers, they're still falling short of buyer expectations. They're too quick. We see it in a lot of sales calls that I know you and I participate, too mm -hmm. quick to go and jump into a, a kind of a linear sales pitch, a show up and throw up kind of environment or right to a demo, right? And uh, even if a buyer asks, uh, asks for it, a lot of times we find that going into demos are, are too quick. But, you know, are you seeing the same thing from the sellers that you consult with? Yes, uh, for sure. And I think it comes down to just um, comfort level, you know, and, and just falling back on what salespeople are comfortable with. And um, depending on your personality, right? So there's a lot of research that shows that uh, introverts are actually very good salespeople today because they care about the other person more than themselves. So they're willing to do a more detailed discovery and ask questions and actually listen versus sometimes the extroverts want to just talk the whole time and do a lot mm -hmm. of bloviating. But I think from a comfort perspective, you know, by definition, salespeople know the most about the solution and the PowerPoint and, and, and they're kind of rehearsed and um, developing the skills of asking questions, um, actively listening, and then being able to kind of then weave in their solution, I think is just a new skill that um, a lot of sellers just haven't, I don't think, invested enough time in, in learning yet. Yeah, and we do see it as a comfort where the the seller will go in and, you know, the buyer will ask for a demo and a lot of times, you know, they expect it. Um, the seller will go in, they'll start demonstrating the solution and we see this, they'll, they'll demonstrate feature after feature, function after function, not asking a single question and it becomes just this long drawn out demo process that actually mm -hmm. complicates the decision for the buyer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not tied to any of the buyer's challenges or any of the needs. There's little to no discovery. It's almost as if you hit the play button and uh, the and that same demo is the, is the demo they're going to give in the next call and the call after and the call after that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, why do you think it's been so hard for sellers to, you know, we know what buyers want, which is they want to be, uh, they want to have an engagement. Um, they want to have it be interactive and personalized at a top level. And then we also see that they want it very outcome focused. Uh, what are the challenges I should be addressing? Because you as a seller, you're going around a company after company and you're, you're seeing issues and you're implementing best practices. And I want to learn. I want to learn from you. Mm -hmm. Give me some of those insights and experience. Um, and so that's what they want. And they want to know when you are presenting a solution, what is it ultimately going to mean to them? Not a series of endless features that don't have mm -hmm. any business value, but what ultimately is that business value? But why is it so hard, do you think, for sellers to make the transition from that comfort zone of uh, the PowerPoint deck and the, the almost canned demo to this much more consultative uh, approach? Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> in many cases, I don't think they're getting the proper training, the proper coaching. Uh, I think companies hire people and they kind of uh, put them out there and expect them to just kind of come in and um, deliver results. Mm -hmm. And um, we see a lot of the statistics say that salespeople are clamoring for more coaching and training and, and help along these lines. And um, <clears throat> without that, they just kind of fall back to what they've been doing 
for the last 20 or 30 years. And my, you know, my contention, and I say it on a number of my episodes, is that I think that the, the, the position of sales rep is being um, right now in the middle of a, a transformation. And, uh, you know, essentially you can either evolve um, and, and grow and win, or you can stagnate and start turning into, you know, like some of the companies that, that didn't evolve, mm-hmm. that were being like, disrupted. Like Millican, right? Yeah, right. Like that you ultimately know? got disrupted. And, uh, exactly, that, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at all the companies, the Blockbusters, the Kodaks, mm-hmm. those people didn't see what was coming down the road. They didn't evolve and they're gone. So sa- salespeople really need to, to get on, on the bandwagon here. And, you know, certain companies are doing it well. It starts at the top. It starts at the hiring process as well. How are you hiring salespeople? You know, and what skill set are you hiring for? That that all has to change as well. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely an enablement perspective and a digital transformation that has to occur, right? Uh, where mm-hmm. uh, if you don't give sellers different um, content. Uh, different tools to help facilitate these different experiences that you're wanting the seller to create. It's very difficult for them to, um, you know, to perform if they're not given the right instruments. And I think that that is a big part of it. And so we see that content marketers have to shift. We see that sales enablement have to shift, not just to uh, basically make it easier to find the same old content, but to actually recreate the experience and think of creating a different experience with different types of content that are going to facilitate these value-oriented conversations and value-oriented assessments and value-oriented analyses. So, um, you know, do you see that same struggle that a lot of sellers are having in quantifying value and communicating value to prospects that they don't have the tools they need? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we see it together when we go out there. Um, uh, there is, um, and we were just, I was just literally on a call a half hour ago with a company that's just struggling, um, working with PowerPoints and spreadsheets and, um, the, the laborious process it's, and it's, he, 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 he termed it a momentum killer, you know, in, in these deals, you know, you're trying to keep the momentum going and customers ask for a business case or to quantify. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we got to go back and regroup and this could be a three or four week thing. And so I think, you know, um, having tools that can help quantify value, but also early on help the, help the salespeople with the discovery process um, and asking those questions, being able to pivot, um, you know, again, like depending on, which role is in the organization, you know, in the meeting um, and things of that sort are, are critical for the, for the reps to make the, the jump. I agree. Do you have an example on uh, kind of the discovery side and the assessment side of a, a company that you think has gotten that part right? Yeah. So um, I think, you know, when we look at some of the MediaFly customers, mm-hmm. um, we look at companies like Okta, you know, um, who has worked with us to develop um, a great tool where their reps are going in, asking some questions, um, and then um, delivering some insights, delivering some comparison benchmarks, and then going and quantifying the value. They've been very successful. Um, Coupa has been very successful in, in developing that approach. I just um, had on my podcast last week um, Ring Central mm-hmm. and the sales enablement lead there, Siobhan Thatcher. 
they are driving the heck out of discovery. Um, they're role playing. They're talking about value, and and their company is literally just killing it. And they're driving it throughout the organization. But you know, it comes down to great leadership, great tools and training, coaching. It's got to be constantly reinforced. Um, and we do see that, right? Even uh, companies that get it right for a while. Um, there's one company that comes to mind that, that had a great value program and it wasn't reinforced. The champion had left. And because sales does turn over so often, you know, 20 to 30%, maybe new sales reps a year, um, you can sometimes get the organization where they, um, they have to reboot and reset and make sure that it's constantly reinforced to drive through that value is important. Um, we find a lot of times that champions leave and unfortunately they take a lot of that momentum and program with them. And so you can put the tools in place, you can put the program in place, mm -hmm. but a lot of times you've got to make sure you're continually reinforcing it. So if you had to impart one piece of advice for those listening, you know, what would that be to get this right? So, you know, from, from, from a sales rep perspective, I would say you must become and remain a student of sales and selling. Um, there's so much change going on today. You have to be so in tune with what buyers are saying they want um, and what they don't want. You know, for example, there was um, a study that came out from USC Business School, and it talked about some of the key reasons why buyers don't buy from salespeople. And, and I talk about this all the time. And some of the key things were, they didn't understand my business. They don't understand, they didn't articulate value. They didn't understand the risk that I'm taking um, to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say, you've got to be plugged in so much as to what's going on with buyers, um, what they're saying they want to do, what the latest sales successes are. There's so many great podcasts. There's so many great sales um, evangelists out there. So for me, it's always stay connected, always be a student, always figure out how to improve yourself. Uh, you know, I talk to reps sometimes and they say, oh, you know, I don't get any coaching uh, at my company. And I say, well, hire a coach, you know, mm -hmm. get- There are independent go, coaches, right, yeah. Go to a yeah. master class, you, you know, invest in yourself. Sales reps to be successful today need to invest in themselves. Yeah, as a leader, just for personal inspiration, impact theory is a big thing mm -hmm. that I follow. Um, mm -hmm. Great leaders on there. Uh, Simon Sinek was just on the other day, Deepak Chopra, uh, the Iron Cowboy was on there. I mean, there's plenty of inspiration and plenty of learning out there mm -hmm. uh, for personal motivation and inspiration. And then, like you said, there's professionals like us that podcast uh, mm -hmm. that, that you know you can learn from and you can share this with your team for additional experiences. I think the key is uh, the basis behind this podcast. You have to be an evolver. Mm -hmm. um, stasis is not an option. Uh, change is it. And you've got to keep evolving to meet that change. Dan, this was great. And uh, thanks awesome. for sharing so much good information. Sales is king. I know is yeah, one baby. way folks can reach you. Um, uh, any other uh, ways they can reach out to you? No, LinkedIn, you know, Dan Sixsmith, uh, the Sales is King podcast um at digital advantage on twitter and um that's really the deal thank you so much dan thanks for participating yeah and thanks for having me look forward it. to uh, many more episodes on your podcast thanks tom